The Productive Woman, Episode 193. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, I'm excited to share with you my conversation with professional singer, professional organizer, and popular YouTuber, Kay Patterson. You'll find more information about Kay, along with links to resources she recommends and the various ways you can connect with her online in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 193. Before we start, I want to remind you once more about our upcoming celebrations in the month of July for the milestones that the Productive Woman is reaching in July of 2018. Our four-year anniversary, episode 200, some other great things have happened. I want to celebrate. I want to thank the community. Going to be doing lots of things. I'll be talking more about the giveaway and how you can sign up for that. So be sure and listen for that and watch the Facebook group. Uh, And as I've said before, we'll be doing some special episodes in July, one of them being an Ask Me Anything episode. I haven't done this before. I've done episodes that were kind of a response to questions, but this one is all about answering your questions, not just about productivity, but anything you want to ask me. Uh, I am open. So this is your chance to ask me whatever questions you might have for me about anything you've been curious about. Uh, Email your questions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or click on the voice message button on the website to leave a voice message with your question and that I can play on the podcast. You'll need to keep it short, just a minute or two, just introduce yourself like, you know, hi, this is Pauline from Paris. My question is, and whatever your question is, I'm going to answer as many of them as I can in the episode, but I need time to do that, to assemble them, uh, to make a cohesive show out of the questions and to get it prepped and ep- and recorded and edited. So we're almost out of time. As this episode is being published, you've just got a few days left. I need your questions by June 10th, if you can get those to me. So I look forward to seeing your questions and answering them on that episode. And now let's get right into my conversation with Kay Patterson. I am so pleased to introduce to the Productive Woman listeners, Kay Patterson. Kay is a professional organizer and an active classical singer in the Boston area. She also hosts the Organized Soprano, which is one of my personal favorite YouTube channels, which often features her adorable dog, Clover. And uh, I'm sure we'll talk about Clover in this. Uh, I have really been looking forward to talking with Kay about how she manages her own busy life and maybe some suggestions she might have for the rest of us. So welcome, Kay. Hi, Laura. How are you? I am doing well. How are you feeling? I know you've been not feeling real well lately. I am feeling much better than I was two weeks ago. I'll tell you that. I had a really bad cold, but I'm, I'm, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. <laughs> well, it, it's so For funny. Sure. It's so funny because, um, you know, 
I have people who listen to the show regularly, to my show, who say they feel like they know me. I feel like, even though we've never spoken before just this afternoon, I feel like I know you because I've watched your videos so many times. Oh, that's so cool. It's so cool. I feel like I, I, I feel like I'm talking to my friends now and I'm talking to the camera because I see a lot of the same usernames in the comments all the time. Yeah. So I feel like I'm just talking to my buddies, my girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, well, and that comes across. So uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that later, I'm sure, because uh, like I said, I really enjoy watching your videos, but I learn things from it too. So I gave, oh, cool. a, I gave a little bit of a brief introduction, but before we get started, maybe you could tell us a little bit more about who you are and, and what you do, how you, maybe how you got into doing what you do on YouTube and et cetera. So I have been an avid viewer of YouTube for a few years. I, I think I really started seriously watching in 2013. I watched all kinds of channels. I think I mostly watched, in the beginning, I mostly watched beauty channels. And then I get into gaming channels because I love video games. I always have since I was a kid. And some at some point, I got into watching home channels. I really liked those as well. And I, But I never considered myself you know, a YouTuber. I never made videos or anything like that. Uh, and while I was working at the container store as a retail salesperson, I discovered that I sort of had a joy or a, I guess, a talent for helping people organize their homes. So I started a professional organizing business in 2000. Oh gosh, when was that? That was also in 2013. <laughs> but I didn't start my YouTube channel that had the same thing to do with my business until couple of years ago in 2016. So I, I made one video mainly for clients. I was uh, working as a contract employee for Container at the store at the time. I wasn't, um, I wasn't an employee employee. At that time, I was, I was actually working. My business was partnered with their business. Um, and so my video was mainly made for those clients to see, you know, which Container Store components were the best for small spaces. And that video took off. I wasn't expecting it to get so many views, but it did. And I was like, well, I had a bunch of fun making the video. I might as well make another video. <laughs> and I just decided to go sort of full force last summer. And I've just been having fun since then. Well, and it's so interesting to me because um, you're, you're, the, the videos that mostly that I watch on your channel have to do with the organization and things like that, um, cleaning stuff, all, all those fun things. But you call your channel the Organized Soprano. And what I find so interesting about you is you have these two sides of you, at least two sides that I can see, you know, from the YouTube channel that I don't see how they're related other than in the name of your channel. So you're, <laughs> you're a, a singer by training. Yes, I have two degrees in classical vocal performance, uh, and I, yeah, I have an active singing career. It's not a, it's not, it's not as much as I thought it was going to be when I was in college. Um, everyone goes in thinking they're going to, you know, go and be an opera singer, be an opera star, tour the world, everything like. In reality, that's not really what most people end up doing, um, but. I am a working singer, so it basically means I, you know, people are like, oh, where are you singing? And I'm like, wherever there's a check afterward. <laughs> so I, I sing with a bunch of different groups, and I'm a freelance classical soprano and have my business on the side. So I'm kind of doing two businesses 
at the same time, which can be a little bit challenging. You know, at some points, I'm really focused on singing and not doing anything involving organizing. And, and you know, sometimes of the year, probably coming up on July, June, August, I'm going to be, those months were out of order. I'm going to be doing much more organizing stuff than I am singing stuff. And the singing stuff starts up again in September. So it's a little bit of a, uh, a balancing act, but it's, I can't complain because it's, it's fun. I have so much fun. Yeah. And it seems like you do. I I've seen, uh, at least a couple of your videos where you did a little bit of a behind the scenes tour of, of a production that you were involved singing. In. And that was as a, someone who used to sing, not as well as you, but you, you know, I used to sing when I was younger, it was a lot of fun to watch that. And you seem to really enjoy what you're doing on both sides of this, both the singing and when you're doing the the organizing things. I do. I really, I really enjoy both things because I mean, of course I, I love singing and I think it's so much fun. I, I, I sometimes I still can't believe that they would pay me to be there and, and dress up in a crazy costume, put a wig on and act like an idiot because that's so much fun. My friend and I always call it the free money. <laughs> it was like, we're coming, we're coming to offer to get the free money because we're just having fun. Um, but I also do love working with clients uh, because not only do they appreciate what I'm doing so much is the end result is very satisfying and people are people are just really appreciative of of having their space be more functional. It you know when I first started the business I I really felt like I was a little bit like I was stealing from people. I'm like can is someone really going to pay me to be here and like move stuff around and and help them get rid of stuff but it I you know I I was really undervaluing what that service was and I I think that there's a lot of value in helping someone having their home function if if they are not capable of doing it and not everyone is. So I, 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 I can't, I, I really can't complain. I mean, everybody has bad days and down days where like I have days where singing is, you know, impossible or it's frustrating. Um, I have a lot of those days actually. And I have days where, you know, working with clients is frustrating or I, you know, I can't solve a problem, but you know, I have many more good days than bad. And I, Again, I, I can't complain. I'm having a blast. Well, that uh, that kind of uh, makes a good segue into a question I have for you, because we're going to talk a little bit about how you manage to uh, the various commitments you have and all of that. But I think it's helpful in discussing the tools and techniques and things that a person uses to have a little bit of context for that, for the, the kinds of things that you do. And so... As a little bit of a backdrop to the conversation, if there is such a thing for you as a typical day, what might that look like? Ooh, a typical day. So a typical day, it depends. So the typical day, if I am doing uh, YouTube or organizing, is those are pretty much the same. So I make my own schedule with both of those items. So a uh, typical day is get up around seven o'clock, <laughs> take care of the dog, take care of breakfast things, do a little chat with the husband, you know, those kinds of things. Um, but I do get a lot of my work done that I have to get done early in the day, usually before I have to go to my first appointment, uh, if it's possible. If my first appointment is pretty early, then um, like say like eight or nine, I, it's not realistic for me to get those things done, but I do have to schedule them into my day. Uh, if it's, if it's YouTube, I have a little bit more flexibility, uh, because I do have to keep a consistent filming schedule, which is difficult. Um, I, 
I'm supposed to be publishing three times a week. And I, I've been pretty consistent for the most part, um, but I'm the only one holding myself accountable. So I do have to program times into my day to film and times into my day to edit and times into my day to plan. So those things I usually put onto my electronic calendar. I am a big user of electronic calendars. I know not everyone is. Uh, I know a lot of people love that tactile feeling of a, a bound calendar or a book calendar. I am just one of those people who loves an electronic calendar because it's my virtual assistant. It tells me when I need to do something, when I need to start something, and when something ends. Uh, but I mean, if it's if it's singing the day is totally different. Things usually start a lot later, and I spend a lot of time being quiet, <laughs> so, um, and a lot of time drinking water and trying to take care of my body. I probably should do that more every day, um, but it, particularly on the days that I have singing things uh, on the menu as opposed to other things, because that requires a much bigger physical commitment from me. So I try not to schedule other things on the same days that I have singing obligations. And I've learned that over a period of years of trying to do everything in the same day. And uh, there are times when you just can't. <laughs> you have to sort of realize how much you can actually do to, as opposed to what you think you can do <laughs> or what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I tend to be overly ambitious, So, uh, but over the years, I've realized that there's there's a limit to the number of things I can really schedule in a day, and I try to keep that number down to maybe like two or three. Yeah. I, I think that's a, th there's a good lesson for all of us to learn something that we can all be thinking about. Uh, we often, a lot of us, try to cram too much into a day, and we have maybe um, an unrealistic sense of what we're capable of doing in a day, at least doing well. And, you mm -hmm. know, uh, not only doing the tasks well, but also being well physically. Mm -hmm. You know, when we try to, I think if we try to do too many things, especially things that are very different from each other, we can end up, um, I don't know, kind of a little bit of psychic whiplash as we're, you know, and just wear our bodies out. Yeah, definitely. The, it, especially if the things that you're doing are very different from each other, it's really hard to turn off one and turn on the other. Um, I'm not saying it can't be done, and I, I haven't done that. I've definitely had to do it in the past and still do it occasionally if I'm forced to, uh, but I'd rather not. <laughs> um, but at the same time, like let's take yesterday I had well, yesterday was Mother's Day, so we had that Mother's Day obligation of taking. I took my mother-in-law out to brunch, which was really nice. Uh, but after that, I had a concert to sing in. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, I don't know if you know this, but my friend and I actually uh, record a podcast every Sunday mm -hmm. as well. And it's not, it's 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 a silly po comedy podcast. It's not anything serious, but it still requires a little bit of my performance, I suppose. So that, you know, that was happening later in the day as well. And when I got home, I was exhausted and didn't want to do anything else. So I, I do think there are, there is a limit to the number of things, active things that you can schedule during the day and still be a hundred percent at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I agree entirely. So, so do you have, um, are you a person who likes, who has like say morning routines and evening routines that you bookend your day with or any certain routines that you use throughout the day or do you just kind of wing it depending on what the needs of the day are? 
depending on what the needs of the day are, I do usually wing it, but I, I, I mean, I definitely do have some morning routines. Uh, you know, like I said, they mostly involve the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Um, just because uh, I'm home with him a lot of the day, if I'm not taking him to daycare, and my main goal for the morning is pretty much getting him worn out and spending a little time with him. So uh, that usually takes an, an hour to an hour and a half, and then I can start my work day. And in the evening, uh, we have a grooming routine. <laughs> so there's a lot of that involves the dog. It's all about the dog. My husband's probably like, why not? Where am I in this morning and evening routine? <laughs> ah, you can take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's in there, so in there. We have our morning chats and our evening chats. Um, but the, it's you know taking care of yourself at the beginning of the day and taking care of yourself at the end of the day is something I definitely follow through with every every day. It's you know taking care of your skin, taking care of your health. You know, doing fitting exercise in if you can, fitting the vitamins in, fitting the water in, all that stuff is definitely built into my day. Um, the, the water and the exercise usually happens in the morning and the skincare stuff usually happens at night. <laughs> okay. So every person's life is a little different. We all have kind of unique sets of commitments and interests and all that sort of thing. And everybody's life, I think, presents different challenges as far as staying productive and getting the things done that really matter to us. What would you say are your biggest challenges when it comes to managing your life and being productive in the sense that you want to be? I think sometimes I underestimate how long a task is going to take. I, you know, I, like I said, I block, I block time on my calendar to do certain things. And, you know, for example, today I spent uh, a much longer time editing a video that I shot than I thought I was going to need. So I, I think I spent two hours instead of one hour. And that that is sometimes where I can fall off. But I, I, I can adjust and move things around. And that usually that usually does work most of the time. I usually don't have that much of an issue. But I think that's my biggest issue is I don't allot enough time or I don't or sometimes I, I underestimate or overestimate how long something's going to take. If I overestimate, then I guess I'm lucky. But I think oftentimes I, I underestimate because, you know, I think I, my workflow is much faster and sometimes it's not. <laughs> and so are there, um, are there things that you do to deal with that fact? Or is it just that leaving, leaving margin on either side of the, the things you plan? Is that the way you cope with that? Or is there other things that you do to deal with the fact that you maybe have underestimated how long something's going to take? I kind of, I consider myself like a, like a learning machine. So once, once I've made the mistake once, I'll automatically give myself more time the next time I schedule the same thing. And, you know, and I'll give myself a generous amount of time. And if I, if I'm, if, and I can usually meet myself somewhere in the middle. So, you know, next time I film, I'll give myself two hours to edit. And if I take an hour and a half, then that's great. And I will keep that cushion of two hours. If I finish early, that's fantastic. I can, you know, go on to the next thing a little early or I can, you know, watch a YouTube video or whatever. But I, I, I usually will, I will just overcorrect the next time. <laughs> um, but I, I find that that's a, a pretty good coping strategy for managing my time, you, you know, and 
it's hard because there are only a certain amount of hours in the day and you're trying to fit everything in and it's it sometimes it, it seems impossible but that's where priority is really going to be your friend you know if things are low priority you can go ahead and cut them off for that day or you know postpone to the next day just move up the things on the priority list that are higher and are going to take the most amount of time that's that's how i've been dealing with it. yeah yeah i i think as i'm listening to you talk about that i'm thinking about that that i have a similar issue that that issue with underestimating or not not being accurate in my own mind about how long it's going to take to do certain things and i think that's another um it's another argument for maybe not planning so many things in your day because if you've mm-hmm. you know if you've scheduled every minute some kind of activity if you've got something that runs long or something goes you know goes wrong that throws your schedule out of whack you're really it it would be really easy to be kind of messed up for the rest of the day yeah i mean it's it's really easy to get into a sort of schedule box where you're like, well, now it's two o'clock and I have to uh, go research blogs for the day or, you know, oh, it's four o'clock and it's time to take my dog for a walk. I mean, I, for the most part, it's just there to be my personal assistant. So maybe, you know, I just imagine her as like (laughs) some, some human form coming into my office saying, Miss Patterson, it's time to take your dog for a walk today. I get a little notification, you know, and I'm like, oh, thank you, Sally, or thank you, Siri. I guess I should call her Siri. I'm like, thank you, Siri. Thank you very much. You know, I don't have to do it, but it's it's basically to keep me on my feet. You know, to it's keeping keeping me together, keeping me together. Yeah, I've said for for years, both at at work, you know, at my when I would go to an office every day for my law practice, uh, and in my personal life, my whole life is in my calendar, and when it pings at me, I get up and do whatever it is it told me to do. And if it doesn't ping, I'm not going. I'm just head down doing the work. And and, and so I really rely on my calendar. I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. If, if, if uh, I was actually in the video I'm going to publish today, I talked about, well, it won't, won't be today when you're hearing this, but it'll be back, back in the day in May. Um, if I have an app called Waze that is that connects to your calendar and tells you when to leave to get to a destination. Mm. And I, I have it set to where it tells me to be some, I, I have it set to where it can tell me when to leave to be 10 minutes early Mm. because coming from military parents, if you're early, you're on time. Ah. So and if you're on time, you're late. <laughs> That's right. If you're on time, you're late. So the notification pops up and it's like, oh, you got to leave in 10 minutes to be 10 minutes early. I'm like, yes, yes. All right. I'm getting ready to go. That's when you start putting on your coat and, you know, getting ready to get your purse together. So I, yeah, I basically use, I use technology to be my person, my personal assistant because I can't afford a human personal assistant. So <laughs> well, I use an electronic one. Well, and so let's talk about some of those tools and some of the ways that you use electronics. You mentioned the app Waze, and I've heard about this app. I've never used it before. Uh, is it a something that gives you directions to where you're going, or it sounds like it's more than that? It is a navigation system. So it is a smart navigation system in the fact that it uses user data around to tell you what traffic is like. So 
everybody that's using it, if their car is slowing down in, you know, on, on the highway, they're like, we, waves will pop up and be like, are you in traffic? <laughs> You'll press a button that says, yes, I'm in traffic. And it'll, it'll tell other users around that there's traffic on this certain highway and to avoid that route, that route. So you can pick which destin, uh, you can pick which route you want to go depending on traffic or depending on how many turns there are. I know that Waze is very notorious for like taking you down uh, like a lot of side streets. So sometimes I don't really want to deal with that. So I'm like, no, just take me there directly. And I I don't care about traffic, but I really like it because um, people can report if they saw an accident and how bad the traffic is there, or if there's a pothole that I find that's really helpful where I live. If there's a pothole, somebody can report it. They were like, slow down because there's a big old pothole ahead and you don't want to, <laughs> you don't want to mess up your tire because tires are expensive and I don't want to pay for new tires. Um, or, you know, one of the more seedy uh, things you can report is if there's a, a policeman ahead, which I mean, I really don't care about. I'm like, I'm, tr- I'm trying to stay at the speed limit, you know, um, but, you know, sometimes it's good to know. Yeah. It'll give you a little notification. Yeah, it'll say, oh, policeman ahead. You're like, oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's I, I find it's really helpful. So it does connect to your calendar and it will, you know, if, if somewhere you need to go is, you know, further away than, you know, a couple miles, it'll tell you when to leave. And it was it's funny because this uh, my my interview with you was on my schedule and it was like, oh, you only need like a minute to get there because it like, said it was here. Because it's and down I the thought hall. that was funny. <laughs> That's yeah, yeah, because it's right up here. Yeah. Um, but I, I really appreciate it. And the, the great thing about it, I feel like I'm doing a Waze commercial. The great thing about it is if you and your friends are, are using it together and you're both going to the same destination, you can connect and see where where each other are in the journey as, as far as distance. Ah. So. So you don't yeah, have to be so texting I, to say, are you almost there? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. So if you get to the restaurant early, you can like look at ways and, you know, like, oh, Bob's, he looks like he's like 10 minutes out. That's fine. You know, and, and so you'll just wait. Yeah. It's great. I love it. That's, I'm going to have to give that a try. That's interesting. Um, are there it's other... free. Yeah, well, free is good. <laughs> uh, I, we like us some free. Uh, what are some other tools you like or resources that you recommend for, um, you know, for managing whatever elements of, of your life you use them for? Uh, meal planning apps are amazing because I... Uh, I've been, as I get older, I've been trying to eat a lot healthier and cooking at home is one of those ways that you can sort of automatically do that. You know, if you're not frying up things every day in a deep fryer, but, uh, Mealime is one of my favorite apps to use for meal planning. It's again, it's free. We like free. Um, and you can, it'll, it'll spit out a shopping list for you. You can go to the grocery store, spend 10, 15 minutes, pick up the stuff. And then you have everything you need for the week and you don't have to worry about what you're eating, you know, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, you can just have it all ready for you. And that takes a lot of the stress of what's for dinner, you know, mm-hmm. off, off of your, off of your plate. It's not, it's, it's, I, I mean, I love those services like Blue Apron and, um, I think what's, what are the other ones? Hello Fresh. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're kind of, they're expensive and, you know, they're not practical for everyone, but Mealime is super easy and cheap. So I love that. Um, and then I love, I love Instacart because they bring you your food <laughs> or, or, or Amazon Fresh because then I don't have to spend time grocery shopping and yeah. I'm not tempted by things that I would normally buy, you know, that are in the store that I don't need. Like 
potato chips and cookies and candy and yeah. uh, things that I intend to eat that are healthy that I probably won't. You know, you know those things when you're in the store, you're standing in the produce section and you're like, oh, I'm going to get all those, you know, cucumbers because I'm going to make a salad and it's going to be great. And then a week later, your cucumbers are in there and they're all soggy and disgusting because you meant to, but you didn't. So because yeah. they weren't on your plan. Yeah. Uh, and that's why I love, you know, having a, a solid list of food you're definitely going to eat <laughs> yeah. and then having someone bring them to me so I don't have to sit there and be tempted. Yeah. And then all you have to do is put them away. It's great. I love those apps. Yeah, delivery would be awesome. I One of the downsides of where I live is that we're out in the country, which is fabulous, but there aren't a lot of options for delivery services here. I did just recently try, we live outside a relatively small town, and so we have a big, you know, super Walmart, um, and they have just recently started doing the thing where you can order your groceries online. They don't deliver them, but they'll bring them out to your car. You can... You know, oh, have, that's pretty good. Yeah. So you order it online, you pay for it, you schedule your time for pickup and you just pull up into the specially marked parking spots and the nice young man brings it out and goes over the list with you and puts it in your trunk. And so it gets almost that same benefit you were talking about because I am very susceptible to the hard work that's been done by all the people that work for these retailers <laughs> that figure out how to get us to buy stuff that we don't need. <laughs> Exactly. You know, they place the thing, especially if I forget to eat before I go. So I'm, you know, hungry enough to eat everything in the store. Then whatever I see that's, you know, parked right at eye level is, I'm very susceptible to buying that stuff. So the, the free pickup service is almost as good as delivery in that I'm not in there being tempted by stuff I shouldn't be buying anyway. So... No, that sounds like that sounds like a really good plan if like delivery is not an option because and I've done that before too where I pull up in front of stores and they will just put the stuff in my car and I can drive away and and keep my dignity of not going in there and buying like, you know, 10 bags of jelly beans or whatever. But yeah, they those people who get paid to uh put the stuff where you can grab it, they 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 know what they're doing. Oh, they yeah. really do. Yeah, and they're very, they can get you. They're very good at it. So are. I, I feel like I can't let you off the show without maybe picking your brain a little bit about w- one of your areas of expertise that we've already talked about a little bit. So you, you are a professional organizer. You have a business where you help folks organize things, your videos, which I highly recommend. And I'll be, be putting links to all these things in the show notes for this episode. But um, your videos share lots of of tips for organizing different kinds of things. And you're, you're very good at kind of being transparent about areas of your own home that you're trying to figure out how to make sense of. Uh, do you have maybe a tip or two that you can share with listeners for making your, your home functional, as you were saying earlier, you like to do for your clients? Mm-hmm. What are, what are some of the kind of key principles? If somebody, you know, buttonholed you in an elevator and said, save me, I'm, I'm, I'm going under my house is a disaster and I can't find anything and I'm stressed out all the time. What are, what's, what's a thing or two you might tell that person? I mean, there are a few principles that usually work for almost everyone, even though everyone's really different. All of my clients are, are, very different individuals and I have to work with whatever system and whatever learning system they work that works for them. But usually 
there are a few things that work for everyone, like getting rid of stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If you have, you know, more than like, say, like eight pairs of scissors in your house and you're not actively using all of those scissors, you might need to downsize to just a few. Um, And generally having stuff where you can easily put it away is another key. And and I want to focus on the word easily. If you can't, you know, a lot of people set up this really complicated organizing system and it looks really pretty and it's, you know, Pinterest ready and they go to actually use it and it's a nightmare. Like if uh, it, it can make the difference between like bins as opposed to boxes, boxes have tops. You have to ask yourself, are you going to take the top off the box to put the thing in and then put the top back on? So if, if that's not you, then you have to make things easier for yourself. Um, and I think the, the third thing that really helps everybody is there has to be a high level of transparency where things belong and where things go. I like, I mean, maybe that's the same as make things easy, but it has to be easy and there has to be a clear home for things to go. Otherwise it's, you're going to make it hard for you and everybody in your household. I, and and that's the hard thing to consider is is making it easy for everyone in your household, including, you know, younger children and husbands, you know, how husbands are, uh, you know, <laughs> to make it clear for, that, you know, that this thing goes here after you use it. And I guess maybe the fourth thing is just um, is work on developing a habit. I ha- 85% of being organized to me, in my personal opinion, is just habits. Uh, a lot of people have bad habits. Like they come in and they just throw their coat on the chair or whatever and don't hang it up. So taking that extra step to actually hang it up in the closet because, you know, you might next, the next day might be a little, little cooler. So you grab a different coat. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, you have five coats just on the chair. And maybe it's overwhelming to some people and they're like, well, I, I don't want to put them all away. So developing a good habit to put something away the first time is, is usually the thing that helps people the most. Um, but that, you know, I think that's the hardest step is, is developing some good habits, but the, personally. Yeah. But then the, the sort of, I think it was your third step can feed into that. If you make it easy to put things mm-hmm. away, then it makes it easier to develop that habit. I, I I was thinking as you were talking about the, you know, the habit of just dropping things when you come in the door. Um, my husband is really pretty tidy, but he has mm-hmm. certain areas of the house where he'll, you know, he, he'll just drop things and, and then just for a minute, you know, I'm just putting this here for mm-hmm. now. But then, you know, three weeks later, it's still there. And one of those places <laughs> for him is the, the, his bedside table. And he has just various things that keep piling up there. And I could, um, you know, I could get after him about it because I don't like the way it looks, or I could look at it and think, okay, he needs to keep certain things that he wants to have there. I would like it to look a little tidier. So one time when I was out shopping, I found a neat little basket that was kind of masculine looking. And I put that there and put all his stuff in it. So it looks contained, but it doesn't have a lid on it. So to your point of making it easy. And so he's been putting the stuff back in there instead of just piling things all over the table. And, and I might have learned that from watching your videos. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's what I like. I was loosely calling that and pardon my, I was calling it the crap basket, but like, there's like, you know, a place where you can just throw stuff 
temporarily, but as long as it's a small enough container where it has a limit, you yeah. know, you can only put so many things in there. I think it's totally fine to have sort of a, um, I guess, a purgatory area for things <laughs> that you don't immediately want to put away. For, I mean, I have an area in my closet where I put clothes that I've worn once that I, I don't really want to put back, but I might wear them again like the next day. You know, eventually they kind of cycle out either, you know, either go to my hamper or get washed or whatever. Um, but I, I, I do think that's okay. And that works for some people too. As long as you, you know, it doesn't spill outside of that container eventually. I think it's totally fine. Okay. Uh, oh, I was going to say something, but I totally forgot what it was. Oh, well, I'll remember maybe later after this phone call is over. <laughs> that's, that's all right. Well, I, I think I appreciate the, the points that you've made. That it it uh, gives us some things to think about, and especially the point of making it easy, not only for yourself, but for the other people in your household. Uh, because it's um, I've been married a long time and uh, I have learned it's not, there are certain things that are just not worth fighting about. And yeah. so if you can make it easy, learn, learn where the compromise points are, but like this situation with, with Mike's, uh, bedside table, instead of getting irate about the things that are there, just get a nice, attractive, not a girly thing, but something that he won't, you know, that that he will make it easy for him to just kind of toss those things in there. And now we're both happy. At least I think we are. I guess I'll, I'll find out when he listens to this because he edits the show <laughs> and he'll tell me if we're not. And I'll update my listeners later. <laughs> Well, there it is. Yeah. I mean, there's a there's a certain level of compromise that goes along with being in the space with other people, you know, and, and you might have different sort of levels of tolerance of that kind of stuff. And it, you it's you've got to reach some sort of happy medium, you know, it may, you know, and some things, again, you got to pick your battles, some things just aren't happening. And you have to either, like, step up to the plate, <laughs> and, you know, fix it yourself if it bothers you or just leave it and move on with your day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you obviously uh, have spent a lot of time and effort thinking about learning about organization. You have systems in place for managing the commitments you have and and managing your space and all of that. But even even with all that in place, even being a professional organizer and, and someone who has those systems in place, I got to ask, because I ask every guest, even with all that being true, do you ever have a day when it all gets away from you or you get just completely stressed out and overwhelmed? And if so, what do you do to get back on track? Of course I have those days. <laughs> doesn't everyone have the If I meet somebody who doesn't have those days, I want to like study them. I want them to I want them to be like in a, I want I want them to write a book and I want to read that book. Yeah. So um yeah, there are days when I get overwhelmed when I when I've either like put too much on my calendar and I've overbooked myself um or I there's a mountain of things I have to do and I don't know where to start. So one of the best coping mechanisms I've learned is if I, when I have a lot of things to do and I just feel overwhelmed is I put them all on a list and I limit the list to five things, right? Mm. And the, the hardest thing or the thing that's going to be the most labor intensive or take the most time or going to be the biggest pain in the butt, I put number one on the list and that's the one I do first. Mm. I know a lot of people are like, are, you know, have this list and they do like the easiest thing first, but, and they think it provides some sort of momentum, but I find that that provides an upward momentum and not a, you, you can like work your way up to the hard thing. I, I don't, I, I think that that 
psychologically that doesn't work for me. So when I do the hardest thing first, I have downward momentum. I can just, I can like, oh, I did that. I can do the next thing totally. So if after you've done the really hard thing, you feel like really accomplished and you're like, well, I can, you know, empty the dishwasher if that was on the list. You know, that's totally easy after I've, you know, written an article or, you know, I've published a video. It's, it's totally easy. Um, but, and some of the other things I do to sort of make it, make myself not so stressed is sometimes I do have to unplug and take a few minutes. Um, med- meditation is, I know that sounds really new agey and very like earthy, crunchy and very green, but it's, it's actually very helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, it's helped me with, you know, some, if I have like a tummy ache and I, it's connected to how anxious I am, I'll stop and I'll take 10 minutes and, you know, all it takes is 10 minutes and do a little light meditation. And it, changes your whole perspective. You just, you know, it's like pressing the reset button. So if I feel really overwhelmed, that that's really helpful. Um, and you know, if worse comes to worse, I just take the dog for a walk. That's mm-hmm. another good thing. You know, he's good therapy. Absolutely. <laughs> he is so cute. Uh, we'll be, we'll be sharing a photo of Clover in the show notes. <laughs> he's so cute. Well, Kay, this has been wonderful. And I, I, uh, so appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. What is, what's on the horizon for you? What do you have coming up that you're excited about on in any of the facets of your life? Oh man, what do I have coming up that's exciting? Well, I, uh, I'm doing a bunch of auditions in the fall, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, I guess, uh, and I'm going to Vid Summit in October. I think that'll be really exciting and fun in California. So I'm looking forward to meeting some YouTubers there and getting some education. Uh, what else do I have coming up that's exciting? I think that's just about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm like wrapping up all of my stuff for the year, just about, well, not for the year, but for the season right about now. So yeah. I'm just looking forward to some, some R&R for the next uh, couple of months. And then uh, it all starts again in August pretty much. Well, and in the meantime, I will certainly be linking to your YouTube channel because I encourage folks who listen to this show to watch your videos. I think not only will you learn some things and get some ideas and inspiration and motivation to maybe get yourself a little organized, but I appreciate how transparent you are and how encouraging you are in your videos. And uh, I think uh, it's the, that's one of the places I like to go to when I'm feeling a little unmotivated around here. I'll pull up some of your Aww. videos and get some, get some good ideas and some motivation from there. Uh, aside, well, thank you. Yeah. Well, so aside from that, and of course, as I said, I'll link to the YouTube channel and so on in the show notes. Where, where, where's the best place for folks to connect with you online uh, if they want to learn more about what you're doing? Uh, you can go to my website, theorganizedsoprano.com. And you can also find me on, I'm on most of the social media. So I'm on uh, Twitter at The Organized Soprano. And I'm also on Instagram at The Organized Soprano. I, I'm, I'm much more responsive to the social media uh, inquiries than I am email. Sometimes email, I'm a little slow. Um, but I also do have a Facebook group that is really awesome. You can join um, the link The link to the Facebook groups is in the description of my videos on YouTube. So you can go and click on it there. Before we go, okay, do you have any last words for the listener who might be 
looking for a little help in getting things done and, and making a life that matters. You know, I've been thinking about this for a little bit, and all I all that keeps coming back to my head is that life is short and enjoy it. Mm. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's maybe that's very generic and that's very a cliche, but the older I get, the more I realize this. Yeah. So, and you really have to pick your battles and do what you want to do now. So, if you if you want to do something that's maybe a little unconventional and you're scared to do it, do it anyway and do it tomorrow or do it today because you don't know what's like, you don't know what it's going to be like tomorrow. Yeah. I, I remember, um, I remember the day before nine 11, mm. I was, uh, I was, I was in graduate school and I went to this yoga for singers class that they had that made us take. It was very, I mean, it was, it was actually really good, but it was like kind of, it was a little bit cheesy, but I remember all my girlfriends were there and we, you know, we felt so relaxed after the class and we're walking outside in Cambridge, Mass. And it was just like the most beautiful sunset. And I was thinking, life doesn't get much better than this, man. I'm so glad I did this. And, you know, the next day, it was 9-11. Mm. So that it really gave me perspective that if you want to do something and, and you're thinking about it, just don't think, stop thinking about it. Just do it now. Just drop everything and do it now. Even if it's crazy, even, you know, I, I I've, you know, I've, I've said, oh, I want to do this and that. I'm like, well, what's stopping you? Just do it now. So I think those are the, that's really all I have. <laughs> even if it means getting organized. If you want to get organized, just do it now. Yeah. Call somebody if you don't, if you don't, if you're if you're stuck, call someone for help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, you know, not everybody has the ability to like let stuff go. And and if you if you need somebody impartial, call a friend. They don't have the same attachment to your stuff that you do. So, yeah. um, that's so that's it. <laughs> no, I think that's great. I think there's a, a lot of wisdom there, and I couldn't think of a better way to end the conversation. Kay, thank you so much for taking the time you're to welcome. talk with me today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I had a lot of fun. I so enjoyed talking with Kay. It's been so much fun because I've enjoyed her YouTube channel, the videos that she does for quite some time. So I am thankful to her for taking the time to share with us her thoughts on how she manages her own busy life and the great suggestions, encouragement, and and thoughts that she shared for the rest of us. But what do you think? Do you have questions for Kay or for me? love to hear them. Feel free to share those in the comment section of the show notes for this episode, which you'll find at theproductivewoman.com slash 193. Or you can post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Either way, I'll make sure that Kay sees them. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, you can email questions, comments, or suggestions about this episode or any other to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com and I would love to hear from you. Remember to send that email or voicemail message with your questions for the Ask Me Anything episode. Email them to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com or click on the leave a voice message button either on the website at theproductivewoman.com or on the Facebook page and I'll be watching for your questions. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. Thank you so much for spending this time with me and with Kay. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you found something in it that was helpful or encouraging to you or both. I look forward to talking with you again soon. So until next time, remember, extend grace to each other, 
and to yourself. And go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.